Hey, everybody. Welcome to your wrong. Hey, Luciano. What's everybody wrong about today? Well, Matt, they're wrong about Star Trek and Star Wars and which one is better. And uh, we're going to we're going to show them how wrong they are. But uh, do you uh, want to introduce our guest first? Sure. Uh, joining us is my buddy Spencer, who uh, in the brief time I've known him has told me many, many reasons why Star Trek and Star Wars are better. Uh, so him being the uh, foremost authority outside of us, figured to invite him along. Welcome, Spencer. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Great. So let's start with an easy one. Uh, Spencer, which one do you think is better and why? Well, for me, it's very, very easy decision. As you know, Matt, I am a, uh, a big Star Trek fan, as any right-minded individual would be. You're wrong. Um, uh, well, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, yes. So I think you're both wrong. I don't even know your opinions yet, but you're already both wrong. Well, that just shows you belong here. Yes, exactly. Welcome. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fitting right in. But uh, my, my, my short version basically is uh, Star Trek is better because it's, well, it's deeper. I think it's uh, more intellectual. I, I always say, if you like bright lights and loud noises so i think star wars is for you you know i'm a i'm a big star wars fan myself but in terms of like uh depth and quality i think star trek is leagues above now john luke picard is my pseudo father and does he know about that he 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 gets my letters okay and i i like to believe he uh he keeps them and, and holds them closed. <laughs> Great. But I have yet to hear back. No, uh, but it, uh, or it's kindling. I mean, one or the other. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game we play. He's pretty busy on Instagram and and stuff. So you know, maybe those those things are for you. That's the way he's reaching out. I'm I'm glad you see it the way I do. Um, but Patrick Stewart is just like he's the best, and his character in Star Trek, as I say, is uh, is is just such a good role model and is such a good way of seeing the world. Like, like I think both Star Wars and Star Trek are both interesting ways of seeing a futuristic society. But the, the reason why uh, Star Trek is so unique is because it shows it in a, a positive. There's so many dystopian future stories. Like there's so many, they're, they're all out there. It's always dystopian. There's very few utopian future sci-fis. And I obviously I think Star Trek nailed it, which is why people keep going back to it so much because it's not just enjoyable to watch for fun or escapism it actually kind of you you leave it feeling hopeful and that's i find that's rare in in, in most television okay well, so that's an I, uplifting point of view uh Robert, do you want to smash it into a million pieces yeah, yeah. Of, course. <laughs> exactly. of course it's what i do um i i obviously think star wars is better just from not just from, I was going to say just from an entertainment perspective, but not just from an entertainment perspective, but from a potential perspective. So I am also a, a big Star Trek fan, but I'm much more of a Star Wars fan. And I don't know, maybe it's just the people that I, I'm around, but I find that I'm one of the few people that aren't really the one, like my, my guy isn't Han. My guy is Luke. Which just makes me fucking mad about you know the last three movies, but let's leave that alone. I'm yeah, you must have loved those. I'm supposed I'm supposed to defend Star Wars, and not <laughs> yeah, exactly. murder can I, it. Can I ask you if Darth Vader is your pseudo father? He's my uncle on the on my mom's side. Okay, that's yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like to me, and I I see where you're coming from, Spencer. And I agree. Most of the time when they show something in the future is usually like, look how much more shitty things could be. And, and that's true. Um, but first of all, first of all, Star Wars is in the past. It's a long, long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Wait, so, what? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I but, have to ask this question right now before we get too far in. Uh, because it's, it's just perfectly segued. Is Star Wars just Star Trek in the past? No. Next. I would I would also say no. 
What is wrong with you? Yeah, whoever said that? Did you ever watch any of those things? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Well, one's in the future, one's in the past. Why can't why can't they connect? Oh, you're saying are they the same universe? Yeah. What happened to the lightsabers then? I I don't know. They killed all the Jedi like they always fucking do. Well, if it's a galaxy far, far away, we just never even saw. Yeah. Eventually, they'll reach that universe. It's the sector the Borg is in. Right. Oh God. Just, you want to get real nerdy or not? Are you yeah, saying are you deep. saying the Sith ev- evolved into the Borg? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it, but yeah, sure. Let's go with it. Let's run this into the ground. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Let me continue defending my side. Okay. So, so to me, um, what I when I say potentially, I mean in terms of like if you if you look, and I know this is not canon anymore, but I don't care. If you look at all of the stuff that was done in the expanded universe with with Star Wars. It's just, there's just so much there. There's so much potential, which as another parenthesis just makes me madder at the movies because they didn't, you know, they could have done whatever they wanted and they chose to tell the same story all over again in a shittier way. But there's so much potential and there's so much, this, it's also a good message in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter how dark things get, you know, good always prevails. So that's, that's also a good message. Um, the thing that that I like about Star Trek, really, is that especially the original series, how much they pushed the boundaries of what was acceptable in TV. I just, famously, the first interracial black and white uh, kiss in on TV was Kirk and Uhura, right? So that that to me is like that's already a reason for me to like the 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 franchise, but the. The thing to me is that it gets so cheesy all of the goddamn time. Especially, again, especially the original series, which is my favorite part. I actually haven't watched a whole lot of um, the, new, the Next Generation. I know, I know. Gasp. I know, I know. I know Audible I know. gasp from my side of the table. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, know if we can trust Andy. I think it's a moot point <laughs> at this point. If you haven't seen TNG... I have, just not a lot of it. I, I saw it back then when it was, you know when we didn't have the choice of just binging it. Um, and I did watch some stuff. And yeah, it's a much better show, especially the second season is like leaps ahead of, of most of the other Star Trek things, I would say. Sorry, Although how, I did enjoy the new movies. but Sorry, how much of uh, TNG have you watched? I don't know. There's like, what, seven seasons or yeah. something like that? I don't know, maybe three altogether. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's yeah, no, I and it, no, physically it, it, ill. And that's fair. It's a, it's a, it's a gap I need to close. But you know, I've watched all, and I watched other stuff. I watched Deep Space Nine. It's my time to. Oh yeah. Oh come on. Oh no. How no, much no, no, of no, Deep no. Space Nine? Uh, not in, not too much, because <laughs> I'm a big Babylon Five fan, and that was just oh, wow. trying to copy it un- improperly. I've never met a Babylon Five fan. Oh, hello. Hi, my name is Luciano. It's nice, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. You you haven't watched Star Trek. You're saying it's crap, and you're using Babylon Five to defend that stance. Is this, is this well, really the, right that, that, that it's better than Deep Space crap. Nine. I uh, I've also watched uh, Voyager, which is okay. Fantastic. Okay. Sorry, you said fantastic wrong. I I don't like Janeway for some reason. But uh, I watched uh, Enterprise, the the one with uh, Scott Bakula. I actually like that. With Sorry, who, who? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Or Bakula, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Bakula. <laughs> okay. It's not, my, it's not my first language. It's my go-to mm-hmm. uh, excuse. Yeah. So uh, I actually like that until it got weird on like the third or fourth season. So I have watched Star Trek. I watched the movies too. Um, and I also watched the Star Trek Christmas special. But let's leave that alone. Sorry, can I point out how utterly madness this is? He's really like, I watched the original, okay. Everything except the best one, I know. Babylon 5, and I watched the Star Trek Christmas special. (laughs) And I I think this is a good base. Uh, The foremost authority. Yeah, the foremost authority on Star Trek. Yeah. No, I'm I'm willing to be educated on why I'm wrong. This is why we're here. But, uh, you know, I, I... I just think that Star Wars offers more storytelling options than Star Trek does. In, not in terms of depth. Like I have to agree with you, Spencer. Like 
you know, Star Trek is a lot deeper in terms of like, in, well, past, you know, the, the original series, because that one got, you know, corny as well. But but I just think that, is, you know, it's a much more grandiose story, Star Wars is. And, and I think that offers a lot of possibility. And, you know, the video games are great. The story, like the Knights of the Old Republic, both of them. It, the second one, a little bit less, but like they're both great stories. Probably some of the best, if not the best, Star Wars stories that we've had. And I don't think you could tell a story with that range and that um, epic epicness, I guess, um, in Star Trek. Just because when they tried in in the first uh, of the reboot movies, um, they ended up blowing up Vulcan just to make it grandiose. And, you know, I said, saying this, I just overheard my wife gag because she is a big star trek fan as well and mm-hmm. she i've never seen her so ready to walk away from the theater as she was when they blew up vulcan she's like i'm done i'm out i'm out i'm leaving mm-hmm. and so i don't know i think i just think star wars for me just offers much more of a like it just gives me more of an epic feel when i watch it and and that's that's something i like so it's fine to blow up planets in star wars and rely on that heavily as a plot point but no in star trek it's wrong it was fine when they did it the first time <laughs> no when they did it in the, the next like what three yeah yeah. I, yeah I lost count honestly i don't <laughs> yeah listen don't bring up those movies i'm gonna end up having to go to the other side and i don't want to Ex- yeah exactly one like the thing with both of the series is there's there's like the peak time where you know, it's the best of the series, which is uh, the part Luciano avoided in Star Trek. But, I didn't avoid um, it. And, then, and obviously it's like the original trilogy of uh, Star Wars. And then there's, uh, you know, the sad times, which is uh, Bacula Enterprise, which again, which Luciano liked. Um, and that's like, the, that's like the prequel memes. I mean, I mean, the prequel memes come from, but the prequel series, I just naturally call it prequel memes. And then um, there's a, uh, the newer versions, which it's an interesting comparison of which one is worse between the new Star Trek movies and the new Star Wars movies. Oh, do you not like them? I am equally disappointed in both. <laughs> I think that the first movie of both trilogies were promising to a degree. Like I could get into all my frustrations with, like you said, your girlfriend is uh, like Star Trek. Like the, the whole, when I opened up this, my first point was the optimism hope and all the you yeah. know, using diplomacy to to solve problems that's like a crux of star trek and it's like they literally were just like haha guns go boom lasers go pew in, in the in this they basically try to turn it into star wars which well which they, doesn't they, make any sense to me they try to make an action movie out of star trek which yeah is that's just the like just the wrong premise really to start with and they keep trying to do that. I, I don't understand why. Like, even the, I don't know if you like, I'm like, like I said, I'm a, because I'm a super nerd. I've even watched all the discovery and I actually haven't even finished Picard, which shows how disappointing Picard is because he's that's why your dad's father. writing back to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when you, your dad does something embarrassing and you're like, you don't even want to be attached to him. That was like Picard. I was watching and I'm like, with so much hope. And then again, it's like, pew, pew, lasers, you know? And I'm just like, Oh really? Oh, yeah, that's it's like an, it's like back to like that action when it's like people are still watching the next generation on Netflix on mass, and for some reason, like the people making new stuff won't aren't like maybe we should make another intellectually driven show about hope and the future and all the best parts of humanity. I don't know why they never. Uh, no, the producers must be just saying, no, no, money, the money's in the explosions. But yeah, and the same problem with the new Star Wars, right? Yeah, and, and like, you know, getting J.J. Abrams to direct, you know, both of those movies was very much likely a mistake because he and, and Matt and I have had long, long discussions about this and about how, you know, his whole idea of the mystery boxes and all that shit where, you know, he, he does the easy part of creating a mystery, which is creating a mystery. And then when you have to resolve it is garbage. Look at Lost, right, as well. But I don't know. I think it's just he was the hot director at the moment and they were like, yeah, we need to make money off of this because now we just paid George Lucas $4 billion to get this 
and now we have to do it with Star Wars. And, you know, with Star Trek, it was just, okay, let's revive this thing because nostalgia is going to get all the old nerds to come in. We did, but it's going to get all the old nerds to go there and pay some more to watch stuff. And I actually, I was so mad at the original, like when they first talked about rebooting Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, sorry, and they announced Chris Pine as as uh, as Kirk, uh, Kirk. I was I was like, what? How, how? No. And actually, you know, after watching the movie, I actually did think he did a good job. And and I I kind of I kind of warmed up to the cast. Zachary Quinto had just come out of Heroes, and I was like, oh, he's gonna Siler everything. And he, you know, to me, he just all, the only face he knows how to do is the Siler face. So that bothered me for the first movie as well. But at least, and I, you know, I'm, I know I'm supposed to be defending the other one, but fuck it. Um, but at least the first movie wasn't just, you know, it was a rehash of a story because it was a reboot, not a sequel that is the same as the other movie, which was the problem with Star Wars 7, right? And so, I mean, this is where, again, I think the advantage lies on, on Star Wars, to bring it back to my point. Is it's that it was already action oriented, right? And if that's if the, like you can still tell a good story that is action oriented without having to kowtow to whatever Reddit wants, and that's what they didn't do. Yeah, but ne- never go full Reddit. N- no, never, no. <laughs> never go full Reddit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me let me ask you this question then. Um, I'm I'm the moderate here. I think they're both good, and no one wants to hear me talk about how everybody's equal and blah blah blah. So that, so there's no point in me digging into that too deep. But let's ask. I want to ask you some some more interesting questions about the universes because we we can agree on that. You know, their heydays were amazing. Their current existence is troubled or problematic, depending on what you look at it. Um, but you know. Let's start with an easy one. What is the worst thing about your perspective universe? So in the case of Spencer, what's the worst thing about the Star Trek world? And, and uh, Luciano, the same thing. What's the worst thing about the, the Star Wars world? Spencer, you might as well go first. That's an interesting question because I definitely have rose-tinted glasses to even like the cheesy production and, and corniness just because I've watched it so much. But I guess the uh, probably because there's so much quantity because it's like a you know syndicated TV show, definitely the bar of quality is I would say is probably the the weakest part all through. Like a Star Trek at its highs is like in my opinion the like my favorite form of media of like anything you know like I've gotten emotional watching some episodes at, like whereas obviously they're lows uh for those nerds out there any episodes with waxana troy <laughs> shivers um, so she's not your answer i'm, no, I'm uh, yeah exactly she, she's part of the answer okay um it's definitely the, the lower points it, it, i would say that i think that's fair to say that in in all the series there's episodes where if you ran, like for the random person watching which i think is why a lot of people don't watch star trek is they put on a random episode or it's on tv back in the day and they put it on and they go wow this is so so bad at times like they're when some of the dialogue and it's you know they just try and make a joke and they're like oh you and it's like and it ends and everyone's like i'm, I'm out but yes because george lucas is an excellent dialogist yes exactly that's the, i'm setting up to something you can't counter at that point um okay but like, like for me and a lot of people who I try to get into Star Trek, it's like I love it so much I want to share it. I go through the top 10 episodes to start just to just to get a feel for how good it can be. And right. then you start from the beginning and you watch it all through. Because once you like love the world, you, you want like everything you, you, you want as much as you can get. You want to just get it like deep into it. Do you think I, we could just say to the opposite of what Luciano did and that would also work? For in which sense? In the sense of what you should watch to get into Star Trek. Yeah, I would highly recommend. Like, there's episodes I know off the, you know, Inner Light is uh, one of the greatest television anything ever. To one of the episodes of TNG, I think it's season four. Um, you know, Yesterday's Enterprise. Those are these are like if you just Google the top ten episodes, there's like five episodes that are always in the top ten. Yeah, and they're all like 
fantastic. My my just as interject my whenever someone asks me about Star Trek, the one I I tell them to watch, and and I still stand by it is the City on the Edge of Forever from mm-hmm. the original series. That is like if you you have to put it obviously in con the context of the times, but it is such like storytelling wise, it's such a a phenomenal and a, such a new thing at the time. It's still very good. You're right, Luciano. Star Trek is better. Well. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Luciano, tell me what's bad about Star Trek. Oh, and don't boy. tell me it's Jar Jar Binks. That's too easy. Oh, Try where hard. to begin? Yeah, where to begin? No, th- there is a lot of bad. So I think if I had to if I had to choose like and not say Jar Jar Binks, um I would have to say it's it's the lost opportunity uh, like on the main franchise on the main, or like the main franchise works right the the nine movies um it was supposed to to have such a good message right like i said before you know good conquers evil and love conquers hate and you know if we all if we're all together um, it's better than if we're against each other. That, all that kind of stuff. That that it's just it's very it's a very it's not nothing new in terms of message, right? Just George Lucas just picked a bunch of stuff that he liked and put lasers and you know laser swords on it and and reframed it, which is fine. But they, in the end, basically the the message was at the end of the ninth movie was unless you're born in the correct family, you're shit. If you're not a Skywalker, and if you're not a Palpatine, you might as well go fucking die in the desert. That's basically the message. And I think that, to me, is the worst part of it. It's the lost opportunity of taking a story that could have been uh, like uplifting and turning it into, hey, it's you know 2020, but it's in the future. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Right? Sure. So yeah. I, I think, you know... For for a franchise with so much to give and so much potential of, of things to give, for them to leave us with that shit of a message, um, that that has to be the worst thing for me. Yeah, it's like a message of like almost like nepotism. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, De- it's like definitely a, like a monarchy or something. It's yeah. like, oh, we just pass on. Yeah. If your if your bloodline isn't the right one, you know, eat shit and die. That's then you must have the you must have loved the Last Jedi then, because at the end that one kid yeah, uses the that, broom and he's like. I'm I'm the force now. So I have very mixed feelings about the Last Jedi because they did do like uh, Ryan Johnson was it uh, mm. that directed it? Uh, he did some really interesting things, like uh, things that let, left other fanboys sort of like triggered, like that guy in the <laughs> chair, like <laughs> like when Ray <clears throat> hands him the lightsaber and he tosses over his shoulder. I love that. I love the like the breaking of that expectation. Especially because the seventh movie was so much of the same as in New Hope, right? And so I was happy with some of that. But the way that they portrayed Luke, which, if you recall, is my guy. It's my homie, I would say. Um, and they portrayed him as this old fart who's scared of his own nephew. And I was like, oh, no power. No, I must go away. Right? Like, I hated that. I hated that. Matt was there in the, in the theater with me. He, he, know, <laughs> he knows how I felt. You, you were in love with it. It was great. Um, I want to take this Luke Skywalker to jump off on a, a question I have for you guys. Um, and maybe I'll let, actually, I'll let uh, Luciano go first because I think it'll be interesting to let Spencer stew on this. So the question is, how do you think Star Wars would have been different if instead of Luke Skywalker, uh, Jean-Luc Picard was in Luke's position in the movies? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh with the same powers that Luke has? Sure. I mean, he's a Jedi, but he, so he, he operates and thinks like Jean-Luc Picard. And let's say Jean-Luc's a little younger, so you know it's not like he starts off at like 65 and learning that he has the Force. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're talking about the last three movies... Um... Let's talk about the heyday for both of them, because I think, I think you know, the last three movies suck. So let's talk about like Luke's growth into being... Luke Skywalker. So I think it, that that is harder because we don't get to see Picard, or at least I didn't get to see Picard um, in his There's early days. There's a whole days. movie about him. 
Yeah, but the movies are so Do you not shit. watch that? Come on. Well, just fucking extrapolate. It's not uh, that hard. Sorry, which movies are you referring to? Um, the one with the briar patch? I can't remember the name of it. I don't either. I, I must it, have watched uh, it. My uncle was also a big Star Trek fan, so I watched all of them, including Nemesis it, with him. His, it's Nemesis. That's what it is. Oh, oh Nemesis. God, no. Yeah. No, yeah, no. But, that, but that's John Luke's clone. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Burned, I burned it Tom away Hardy. from my brain. Nope. Bidding image anyway. of uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the They're like British guys. Anyway, so back to so, the question. So I think I think the, the main difference there, if I recall correctly, and I may be wrong, but Luke never wanted anything like that all he wanted was to live his life right when he wasn't taught on tatooine with his with his no, he uncle. wanted to leave yeah he wanted to leave tatooine but he never wanted to save the universe right that was never his thing like it's it's that whole sure. idea of like if you don't answer destiny's call destiny knows where you live and he comes calling at your house right that's basically yeah, what but happened like- Luke, Luke wanted to get out of there and be a, a join the academy, be a starfighter pilot. So it's not like he just wanted to farm more moisture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but I think, like, I feel like Picard is a much more driven person than Luke was in his youth. Like, he, okay. he already wanted to go and, and, you know, join the Federation and, you know, be a captain, be go traveling through worlds and helping and all that kind of stuff. That was never Luke's okay. stick. So I think he was a more driven guy. Now, after he became a Jedi, especially after he found out that, you know, Obi-Wan lied to him. Well, Obi-Wan said, Darth Vader killed your father. Fucking liar. But um, Spoilers, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like Luciano, I didn't watch uh, Empire Strikes Back. Any of the good Star Wars movies. I only watched the prequels, and <laughs> yeah. I only watched the eighth movie. Hey, that's and, not fair. And the Clone Wars. That's not fair. Oh, Clone Wars is good. Not the movie, but the series is good. Uh, the, but I think the, I got it. I think like, like that's like, that's most of it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. I mean, it's how so, it ended. So, anyway. so how does how does how does the journey, the character journey, differ if Jean Luc Picard is is Luke Skywalker? Well, I think I think it would be a, he would be less in the for in the front and more being a like a a strategist. Even though he has, like, you would be a proper general. You know how, like, everybody in the rebellion is a general, like a janitor is a general, and like our two D two is a general, yeah. and so he would actually be a proper general. And he okay. would, he, I think, he would actually have been more effective against the Empire. I don't know about the First Order though, because then I don't know how how Luke, uh, how sorry, how Jean Luc Picard would operate without a lot of resources. He's used to having the resources of the the federation behind him for the most part if only you'd seen all those episodes where he stars in them <laughs> exactly you would know i would know answer. but listen yeah. you're asking me a question i am asking for i'm answering from what i know okay so let's 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 spencer take a stab at this Since well he hits his dad he knows the yeah. most about him on this episode pop of a card as i like to call him um so first of all yeah i, I actually agree with a lot of your your points that i uh, that i think because Picard is like a more driven character, like whereas uh, Luke kind of falls into this adventure. Definitely, Picard would be seeking it out. He would be already involved in the in the rebellion, I think, because he is such a strong moral compass. So he would he would be in there, he and he'd work his way up, and he'd probably already be a, a like a general. But and then maybe Obi Wan would be like, I should probably tell him he's he's already doing this <laughs> stuff. You know, I should probably tell him he's got superpowers. I mean, it, it, it would help, it, it would help him. Yeah. Exactly. It would definitely help. So I, I think that he would definitely be more involved. And also, did you say he was, he's like the same age as Luke, and then he's, or it's, you said 65-year-old Picard. No, he said, he said the opposite. Like, he, he didn't start at 65 knowing he was yeah. a Jedi. Like, he knew okay, it before. Okay, so he started, the same, well, 23-year-old and 65 Picard, it's the exact same person, visually. <laughs> Like the, that's has not age. I don't think it even matters. But yeah, if he lived that life, I do think he would have like yeah, like gotten into the rebellion young, fought his way up, and and definitely the main difference is that like all the, uh, I don't think at any point in any of the Star Wars they even talk about a possible diplomatic solution. It's like it's like we gotta wipe these guys out. Now, obviously, the Sith are yeah pretty one dimensional. Well, the Jedi are too. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. 
to be fair, the empire just basically shuts down the government and says you can rule by, you know, militaristic might in your sector. So it's hard to be diplomatic in that scenario. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. I'm pretty sure actually Picard would be probably against the Jedi. He'd be like, you cannot mix religion and politics. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> I love I love that French accent on Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, yeah, that's the that classic <laughs> yeah. French like, accent. Grand. <laughs> so, okay, so let me ask you this. If, if he would think that the Jedi are wrong, would he join his dad, Darth Vader, and be like, you know what, you're right. No, 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 he's, so he's way too moral. He would be like, yeah, we need to run like the, uh, the, what is it? The Senate or it becomes the, the rebellion, not the rebellion, but the Republic has to be run like outside of religious orders who follow these like crazy old yeah, he, religions. He, if, Hokey if, religions. They if Picard was in Luke's place, we would actually have gotten the great Jedi that we had in the in the expanded universe sure and okay. which is what i was hoping for when i saw the name of the eighth movie right the last of the jedi I was like oh wait they're gonna do it nope they didn't no. yeah that that title means nothing i'm sure you've all seen the meme online where they mix all the titles around yeah actually. that yeah. Yeah. that's classic okay uh let's flip that question the other way what if luke was old luke was captain of the enterprise oh boy <laughs> i don't think luke's the smartest he's not he's not the sharpest knife in the in the drawer or whatever the saying is the, the so sharpest. how high would luke rise in the starfleet oh, he would be would like end up being like a lieutenant commander no i don't even think he'd be that he'd be like mopping up the decks being like what about the power converters you know? i don't know <laughs> he i mean he would i i almost wanted to say he might be a red shirt but i don't yeah, think totally. i don't i don't and think too. so he has the force or he wouldn't have the force right yeah, could he be going now. just on his his intellect? Which oh is no like, no no, red shirt, red shirt. What's what's the smartest thing Luke? That's actually an interesting point. What's the smartest thing Luke did the entire movie? Did he make any like good decisions? Uh, I mean, they got Han out. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't well. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but Luke Luke wasn't a strategist. Luke was a tactician, right? When he was in a fight in like in in the good movies, let's leave that very clear. He he knew how to fight in a in a, like, but he wasn't a, a general or or a, a commander in any way, right? He never wanted to be either. So I don't I don't in in the on the flip side, I don't think you can make a good case for Luke doing well in the Federation. <laughs> he could be like Tom Paris, maybe like he wanted to be a pilot, so maybe he'd like, you know, be a pilot, pilot some starships, but not ever move into command. Like if you ask me about Leia, and then I, that's I, a I, different question. That is, <laughs> like it is a different question. I know, but let me let me make my point, you motherfucker. Um, like she don't make was, your point by answering another question. She that was doesn't... the brains of the operation, so yeah. Luke would not have done well. He would not. He would not have become a captain of the Enterprise in no way. I don't think so. Luke's like a. He's such a Chad, eh? He's just like, <laughs> just he's, a, in. he's a bro. Yeah, he's such a bro. He's like, just, he's like, I got this, bro. Yeah. Bust out his lightsaber that you got like a day ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it, the worst is like, they only exacerbated that on the, on the other movies, right? On the, the last movies. They just made him look like more of a Chad. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that, those movies are the writing on them and the storytelling is balls. So that's why he suffers the character. Yeah. We don't need to go down that road. Like I'd say that the storytelling, the story itself in the new ones is so, so uh, like just awful, uh, like in terms of the direction it goes, but the script writing, like the actual dialogue is better in the new ones than the prequels where the dialogue, Oh yeah. where I didn't even mind the story, but the actual script was like hilariously like, we, you know, there's so many, you know, the course sand, it's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or like in, in my opinion, you're evil. It's like nobody says, in my opinion, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Like, yeah, that's that's human talking right there. Yeah, Leap, blower. But but like <laughs> if 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 you haven't, Spencer, you should check out uh, Red Letter Media's uh, reviews of the prequels. It's amazing. But yeah, it's like I always say that the prequels, if you put the story that that exists in the prequels, all three prequels in one movie, and do better script, actually, it would be a good movie because the oh. story isn't bad. Yeah, the story is a bit. Well, it's like the 
like the hero journey, which is the original Star Wars. It's like the hero journey with the like flipped instead yeah. of, you know, in the end, it, it, he goes good, he goes bad. Yeah. Which is an interesting take. It's not a very common take. Honestly. Yeah, no, I like it. I like yeah. it. And then they try to do, I don't know, I would, what would you call the new trilogy? It's the hero journey to start and then uh, I guess the same. It's, it's not, it's not. The new trilogy is like, oh, let's do what the old guys did. Exactly the same yeah. way. Including the mistakes. It's still a hero journey. Yeah, it's it, it still a hero yeah, journey. The basic hero journey. Yeah, the, like you said, there was there was a lot of potential on some of the things that the eighth movie did that was thrown away, mm-hmm. right? And I wish they would have kept that direction, but you know, yeah, let's not get tr- down that road. That is a, <laughs> I know exactly a lot, of, a lot to unpack. So let me ask this question to you then: If the New Republic, and we'll call the New Republic the one that existed after the the original three movies. If that group was accepted into the Federation, who would be there from both sides to discuss that treaty? Well, that's a re- that's the, n- the nerdiest of nerdy questions, which I'm yeah. so all in on. Yeah. Um, you can so, go ahead, Luciano, if you have an answer. I have an answer from the Star Wars side. Uh, it Chewbacca. Would, it would be Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He would be there. Chewbacca, Leia, Senator Organa, if he was alive. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, it's the first three movies. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm would, thinking who else? Would Jean Luc Picard bring Chewbacca a medal? Yes or no? <laughs> He's not a monster. Yeah. Don't, ah, like, don't worry. If he doesn't, they can retcon it later, right? Okay, that's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> they'll just give him Huns when he's died. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I think we all know what would happen and who would speak. They would, it would be dark. They'd bring in our new, newest members of the Republic, and then out would come uh, Jar Jar. Mr. Chacha Biggs. And everyone's like, Boo. that is, that is scarily good, Spencer. I'm scared now. <laughs> Everyone just shuddered. Based on current, um, like information, Jar Jar Binks is a homeless bum who, it does like tricks on the street for money. No, he's dead. Jar Jar Binks is dead. It's How the one good thing that the seventh movie did was show his skeleton there on that, oh, on yeah. that penny shot. That's it. That's the good thing about that movie. He's dead. Know how he died? I don't care. I hope it was painful. <laughs> All right. So Jar Jar Banks maybe makes it for the first the first talk with the New Republic. Who else? Well, I think obviously Leia. She's like, yeah. she's the brains of the operation. Yeah. Um, not Luke, not Han. I mean, who like if Obi Wan was alive, he'd be a good rep. He's definitely dead. So he's dead. I mean, how many more characters are there that are actually good? Like. I mean, 3PO knows this stuff. Yeah, that's fair. At least to, he, he you know, t- translate and fret over Well, things. actually, in uh, uh, in uh, Star Trek, they have uh, universal translators um, in their in their oh, that's commu- communicators. True. That is true, yes. Yeah, yes. so C-3PO would be useless. Uh, what do you mean, would be useless? He is useless uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, he'd be more useless. Oh, don't would, get me no, started on that 9 movie again. 3PO would be great for all the Star Wars people, because they can't. They don't got universal translators. Yeah. No, but even in the show, though, when they meet like a new race, they can understand them because they have the universal translator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's coming from the Star Trek side? Oh, come on! Anyone would be uh, would be an apt choice. They're all like very professional officers, like Picard, right. Riker. It's, it's their job, right? They're they're diplomats. They're, like they're military diplomats, basically. Well, I mean, Kirk would probably have sex with Leia. Leia, yeah, and C three PO. And C three, well, come on, and Han just can't yeah. say no to those eyes. <laughs> How steamy would the Kirk Han relationship be? Oh, oh man, who's more rugged? The only problem is like whatever, whichever building they're in, it would have to be vacated for the egos to fit. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm I'm sweating just thinking of those two topless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I think like whoever was the captain of the ship that found. You know the Republic planets would be the one to talk for the for the Federation, I guess. I mean, yeah. Palpatine when he was running things, but they would be like, like the entire audience, they'd be like, "This guy's clearly bad." Yeah, and and, and everyone sees that except for uh, everybody in the screen. His weird uh, child know, <laughs> Padawan, I guess, is what he was, or I don't know, Anakin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't, yeah. I mean, they managed to put, uh, what's his face? The guy that plays Zod um, on the original right. movies. 
Terrence, Terrence, I don't remember the name of the actor. He was like the the Nabu um, representative, I think, on on the prequels or something like that. And he is he he looks evil. He he was Zod for fuck's sakes. And they managed to say, you know, that guy is good. And he was he's actually not, good. He's not so bad. And then Palpatine comes in and is like, oh, holy shit, he looks more evil than the other guy. Ah, I bet you he's good too. Like, <laughs> I mean, in Palpatine's defense, we already knew he was the emperor, so that was a bit awkward. I know, but they like he was such a. <laughs> Like, like I always wondered in the movie. I'm like, I, I, I thought they knew he was bad the whole time, and it's like a big reveal that he's bad. And it's like, oh my, the evil senator is the evil Sith Lord. What? Yeah. No, but like, they hit it so well with the with the hood on his on his head when he was. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to be fair, like when you saw the the shot of the Galactic Senate, there's like ten hundred million like people in the Senate. Like it's hard to know that that one guy was the most evil one of them all. Like it was, you know, from a grand scale. Oh, what about when he starts talking about the dark side? It's just <laughs> making small talk. I don't know. Man. Remember when he told Anakin to cut that guy's head off? And Anakin was like, no, nah, okay. he's good. Yeah. He's like, cool. no, no. He can't help you. Only my new powers can. Yeah. <laughs> Great writing. Right, Anakin's an idiot, all right? Listen, if the one thing I take away from this is that there's a lot more stupid people in positions of power in Star Wars than there are in Star Trek. Not like the real world. No. <laughs> right, shit. guys? That got real. Great. Anyways, <laughs> back to Funland. Uh, would a stormtrooper be able to kill a red shirt? Well, that was, mm. that's a good question. I, so, I would so say... Nice. So, I guess... He, so, let me flip that question. Let, let me flip that question. Is it that the... What, what is more powerful? The inability of a stormtrooper to aim... Or the ability of a red shirt to find a stray laser beam. Well, that, yeah. the if you're talking again TNG, they the phaser is actually far more powerful than they usually show. They all they, because they're peaceful. They always set it to stun. To stun, yeah, yeah. But in a couple episodes, you know, they set it to like the like Riker would be like uh, set it to wide beam, maximum blast, and they'll blow like like the whole half of like the whole wall down like or they're like caved in by rocks and they just phase it right out of it so you could yeah. if you wanted to kill people with that it, that weapon is like ridiculous so i would based on that alone i would say the uh the red shirts would win also stormtroopers are blind legally. but that's but that's the thing that's the question i'm not asking if, if red shirts would beat stormtroopers i'm just asking if a stormtrooper could kill a red shirt like if you got him by surprise and shot from but point they blank never range. hit yeah <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure because, like, you know that analogy, that 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 uh, idea of you building, you can build a, a a spaceship with like you take a cat, you pick up a piece of bread, put you know butter on one side, and you tie it to the back of the of the cat, and then none of those can fall. You have a perpetual motion machine. Yeah, and then you just you know to travel, you just hang giant white shirts and squirts ketchup on them, and then it would you know make them go in in each direction. That that's how I see red shirts. It's not so much that they die, is that they seek death. So if if the stormtroopers are bad at aiming, which they are, oh my god, they are. How how what is what is more powerful? That's what I asked. Is it their lack of ability to aim, or is it the red shirt's ability to find a stray laser beam? Because no matter how bad they are at aiming, if the red shirts are good at finding those those shots, they would die. But well, if we're being completely real, the 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 truth is the the characters in Star Wars have the thickest plot armor of all, so it doesn't really matter. They they never get shot, whereas the red shirts get killed so often as mainly just to show the actual that there's actually some sort of risk in the actual situation. So they're I don't know how bad they are at shots because in other uh, you know when they're not shooting at the main characters, they have killed people. Remember in. Uh, the Force Awakens, is that the right? The, the, the sure. beginning of that one, they kill that whole city. Yeah. yeah. They can shoot. That's so, true. Yeah. All right. So Stormtroopers can kill a red shirt. Yeah. Also, if you played any of the video games, they actually are pretty good shots. <laughs> All right. My last question is what do you think is a worse um, plot device? Being able to travel back in time by flying around the sun? <laughs> or. <laughs> Being able to build things that destroy plants. A worse plot device? Yes. 
having to stop the thing that can destroy planets, I guess would be the plot device. I mean, like the, the, the premise of having to stop a planet destroying weapon is, is cool. And like as a plot, it's cool. It's just overused in the in the universe, right? It, like the original is awesome for that. The whole turning a planet backwards and reversing time just doesn't make on a sense on a scientific level in any way. <laughs> they don't turn the planet. That's, that's that's Superman. Superman. Yeah, that's Superman. In oh. Star Trek, they just fly around the sun faster backwards or something. Oh, okay. I, I was like, why is he bringing Superman into this? Like that, that's off topic. That movie is funny though. I will say Wait, that. When so, do they go they, when when do they go back in time by going around the sun? They go through wormholes usually. It's the the one where they go to San Francisco. Yeah, Four. Oh, the, far, the, the fourth suite. one, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the fourth, yeah. The, yeah. I, I'm a little facetious. I just mean time travel in general because Star Trek makes heavy use of time travel. Yeah, and then but it's great. Everyone uh, I don't so the time travel episode. Is it though? The problem is, is the time travel you can it can either be very interesting or it can be very cheesy, and I find that most most franchises, Star Trek included, they use it in a way to kind of like solve problems that, like they write themselves into a corner, and then it's like, okay, how are we going to solve this? Oh, time travel, right? That's that's how I feel they use it, but not in the movie. The movie was like the whole premise of the movie was to go back and save the hunchback whales. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great premise. Uh, but classic. But, that, so in that movie specifically, I don't think it was badly used, but but Matt's right; they use it a lot. But like, right? I'll just as a Star Trek super fan, I'm gonna have to jump in and say, time travel can be used very laz lazily, you know, in terms of uh, writing yourself out of problems and stuff. But I wouldn't say uh, the Star Trek is guilty of that too much. Like I'm thinking of episodes with time travel, and there's. You know, there's one episode where they're caught in like a time loop and it's the same like 10 minutes over and over again, but they're slowly realizing things are, are well, the patterns yeah. and they have to think their way out of it. Like that's a pretty creative use of, of, of time travel. Yeah. Groundhog Day definitely didn't use that. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, was, Xena, was... the warrior princess also didn't use that. I, but no, guys, <laughs> let me finish. Um, um in in that episode, it's not the same as, as like being stuck in the same exact day. They are in the same day, but it's it's changing to things they're doing in every loop. So it's it's a it is like a twist on that. It's not like just the exact same day and one person remembers. Like none of them actually remember it. And then, well, I can't explain. It. You have to see it. Just watch the episode. Uh, I mean, like, I did watch the episode, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but. it's fantastic. You can I mean, you can also talk about a different sort of like time manipulation thing that happened in generations right where you yes. get they get to meet the nexus as they call it yeah yeah so that again that was this sort of a central thing to the plot but it was also like a lazy way of getting rid of well you know the whole meme of they dropped the bridge on him right yeah, it was yeah. a very lazy way of getting rid of of kirk i mean it was more i don't know if they wanted to get rid of that as much as they wanted to have an interaction between the two captains yeah, the two favorite captains on film, and then they're like, we might as well give him a proper sending send off. off. Yeah, yeah because yeah. he never, you know, obviously they never died on the show. I missed it. Did it? Because I didn't remember happening in that movie. Oh, in, in generations. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him getting a good send off. In oh, well, it wasn't a good send off. It was a bridge, yeah. a literal bridge dropped on him when he was dead. Yeah, that's good. But then he, uh, then he's like, as he's dying, he's like talking to Picard, and he's like. And it's like a pretty epic. You, you mean know, a you mean a very Shatnerian send off? Yes, very. I was like, what word is that? Shatnerian, exactly. I would yeah. say so. <laughs> but I like I, I I as a Star Trek fan, I like I eat that shit up. You know, it's yeah, such, it, such fan service, but still. Sure, I mean, I feel like they just gave you a blowjob, but uh, that's, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, if you like it, you're going to enjoy the blowjob. But if you're not into it, then you're going to hate it. I mean, who's, um, who's not into a blowjob? Uh, Blue girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, let's take a turn. <laughs> let's, let's, let's wrap this up on a more positive note. Um, more positive than that? Yeah, right? <laughs> what is the best piece of media from, from your respective worlds? Now, I say media because I don't want to just say, is it like a movie it could be a tv show episode it could be a book i don't care but like what's the best one for you go ahead spencer the, my best 
media in general? Like your favorite part, your f- the favorite thing you've watched or read about Star Trek, like favorite episode, oh. favorite movie, whatever. Well, like the top one for you. The, I think. The wait, top- wait, wait, why don't why only read or 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 watch? Can you be Star Trek Galaxies? I'm not going to explain everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah, nope. Name every Star Trek property so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, uh, Generations, the movie, um, um, the theme park, that hotel they had in Vegas. <laughs> Love that hotel. I didn't even know about that. Um, I would say, I think, uh, as I said earlier, the inner light is probably like the epitome of Star Trek in terms of like just a really a big concept done. On a you know in a in a really w- well written type entertaining way. So I, I don't want to again. I don't want to spoil it, but essentially the whole premise is again. Just explain the plot because it's been like what thirty years. Spoiler alert, guys. So um, because we know this channel didn't watch it for God knows what reason. Um, I might busy. have. I just don't know the name of the the episode. Maybe <laughs> explain roughly the the plot of it. Basically, the, the the whole story is he get there's a they find a probe in space and it. it zaps picard and he goes into a coma he falls asleep and he wakes up on a planet and on that planet he's like stuck there for like what seems like a while like month and then he's trying to get off this planet trying to get back to a ship and then eventually he he realizes he can't because they don't have the technology and then he eventually accepts that he's stuck there and now it's been like years he meets a woman he's like falls in love he starts a family and then years go by his kids grow up and as he's he's growing old he's realizing that there's like a like a that planet is is having like global warming issues like the planet is dying and he's trying to solve how to fix it and it's like he's getting older and older and he lives his entire life there he has family kids they grow old they love him everybody he's like he actually has this like loving family and then the planet's about to die and at the end of the episode they are building something that they think is to save the planet but it's not actually to save the planet it's a probe and it, that probe was designed to find people to show them their story so their civilization wasn't forgotten and i think i might have seen this yeah and then it ends and picard wakes up and it's only been 10 minutes and he's lived an entire lifetime on this planet learning about their culture and actually having family and then he the one thing left is the flute that he pl- that he played when he lived on that planet and then he plays it looking at the stars which is gives me chills it's so good <laughs> i gotta watch it right now yeah i think i have seen that yeah. You'd know if you've seen it. No, You'd well, know. Dude, it was so long ago. And it was You'd, also probably dubbed in Portuguese. So You'd never forget it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the original Portuguese really brings the majesty out of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the original is in Portuguese. It was a Portuguese planet. Ah, I see. Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Portuguese name. Picardo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Juan Luke Picardo. That's Spanish. <laughs> I I apologize to our Portuguese listeners. Juan Luco Picardo. Maya culpa. That's Italian. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> Luciano, what is it for you? Uh, so I unfortunately read fewer of the expanded universe books than I wished I had, but. If I had to choose one piece of media, it has to be the first Knights of the Old Republic game. It's it's an old game and probably I haven't played it in a while, but it doesn't probably doesn't hold up. It's it's old, but the storytelling on that game is an, like it's phenomenal. First of all, I loved it was the first time they got away from like the quote unquote like current timeline like the the skywalkers and all that shit they they went back 4000 years into the old republic which is why it's called the knights of the old republic and where the jedi were basically the they were basically the militaristic sort of power like if you have you know the executive the, legis- the legislative and the judiciary they were kind of the judiciary plus also the police and they kept the peace and all that stuff and even then, they showed how corrupt the the idea. And this is what I really like about it is, you know, we always see the dark side as this evil thing, which it is. It's 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 basically you know selfishness and egotism and all that stuff made manifest. That's how they gain power. The more they think only about themselves, and the more they, you know, are selfish and and you know self centered, the more powerful they become. 
Sounds Whereas, like my ex-wife. Am I right, guys? Yikes. But, you know, and, and then you, you, especially the movies paint the Jedi as this all good, like, you know, flowers and rainbows and sunshine sort of like counterparts to the, to the dark side and, or to the Sith, right? As we figure it out. And it turns out like if you play the game, especially if you go into the second game, um, where you play an, an exiled uh, Jedi, you see that it's not like, you know, it's fanaticism is bad either way. And so the whole idea of not having emotions and not giving into your passions and being stoic and all that kind of stuff isn't that great for you either. And the, the movie, sorry, the, movie, the game kind of does a very good job of showing how much a Jedi can be akin to a Sith Lord. Right, that the whole idea of the horseshoe, where the extremes are—it's not in line. It's a horseshoe where the extremes are actually closer to each other than they think, and they do a very good job of doing that without preaching necessarily, because you can pick. And spoiler alert again, but like you can pick which side you're going to end up as on at the end of the story with Revan, and and they do such a good job. Bio, it, this is really Bioware at its best in terms of storytelling. Um, even if the the gameplay is a little wonky until you get used to it, because it's it it seems like an action RPG, but it's really turn based combat, so it kind of throws you off in the loop when you play it the first time, as I as I recall, because it was a, a long time ago. But um, the storytelling in it, and the story itself in it, and you know the twists that it throws at you, and the characters that that they writ they wrote in a Bastilachon, and you know the the Revan himself. Um, and the villains, Darth Sidious, and all, all of those people, um, um, they were so well written that you know, if I were, if someone wanted to get into Star Wars and and they were people that liked video games, I would say go try and play that game, or at least read about it as a story. Can you play it now? Like, what, what was it? What was you, it on? You like, can't. What system? Oh, it was it was for like Windows ninety five or whatever. But good old games has it. It has all all both games to buy, and they're like five bucks. Are they remaking it? I heard. I think I heard a rumor. Oh God, I hope not. Honestly, because it will, they will fuck it up. I I don't see them doing it well. I hope I'm wrong, but from what I, what I've seen lately, I don't I don't see them doing it well again. It may be somewhat backwards compatible on some of the. The currently existing platforms. No, good old games has it. You can buy it and play it. This is this is a sponsored ad. Yeah, yeah, they're obviously paying us for this whole. That episode. is where all PlayStation games are sold. <laughs> Each game sold that it's, it's more a question of what if you don't play PC. It was on Xbox as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There, apparently, it's on Android, so you could probably play it on your phone if you really hate yourself. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, I think that's a good spot to leave us off at we've talked about this for an hour we could probably go on for another 10 hours um i'm thinking it might be interesting for us to to bring spencer back and and to have us go through how we could improve the star wars and star trek franchises because i think we all agree that they're in a lull or a a shit spot depending on what you want to term it as like you mean like right sort of like a what if episode what if or how do you you know it could be what if of like how could you have made the last tv shows or movies better to be more in line with what you would expect or you know fun i guess is what people are expecting or enjoyable or it could just be where do you go from here right given the three you know given picard's first season given the three last movies uh, or discovery for star trek again how could you how could you oh, i have ideas go for i have a yeah. dream journal jesus <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Said <laughs> uh, no one ever. Okay. I I will actually. Uh, I'm since we're in lockdown, right? I actually I'm finishing watching something on Netflix now. I'm gonna go watch uh, TNG next. Oh. I guess. Thank and you. Next time we can have a more informed conversation, at least from my side. <laughs> right. And I'm gonna go play the entire Knights of Old Republic game in one second on your phone on my Android. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's really how it was designed to be experienced. Yeah. That's, yeah, in Portuguese, obviously. <laughs> Is there any other? I'm not aware of it. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, huh? Um, thanks, Spencer, for coming. Uh, no problem. This was fun, and we should, uh, should definitely do what Matt says. Sometimes he has good ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, 
You mean a broken clock is right twice a day? Yeah, right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt is one of those 24-hour clocks, so he's only right once a day. Ah, uh, yeah. 23, 23. I yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this is all the time we have for today. If, uh, if you want to contact either me or Matt uh, or Spencer, we can redirect an email. You can email us at uh, yourwrongcast at gmail.com. Good luck if you don't know how to spell. Um, yes. We actually don't want to hear from you if you don't know how to spell. But uh, with all that said, I'm Luciano. I'm Matt. And uh, remember, your, uh, your opinion is okay as long as you remember that it is always going to be wrong. And see you guys next time. Bye.